celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And Dr. Debbie is on call this hour. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Where are you calling from today? The Woodlands. The wood. Where is that? Texas. Texas. The Woodlands of Texas. Okay. Uh, you are on with Dr. Debbie. Oh, good. Well, hi, Bob. Here's my question. We have a, a Yorkie puppy who weighs right at a pound, and she was born July the 18th. And when we took her to the vet, the first vet said she's too small to give a sentinel heartworm and flea tab. And then we went to a second vet who said, no, you can go ahead and give her one because uh, you just have to break it in half. And he gave me an 11 to 25-pound tab, okay. which still seems like too much. So I, I called Sentinel on their 800 number, and they said that they, they don't recommend it for any dog less than two pounds. Yeah, yeah. So the, the question is, what kind of flea treatment? I, I want to get her on some kind of a heartworm regimen. And I also would like to get her on some kind of a flea regimen. Absolutely. And then that's, is she the only dog you have? Yes. Up to right now, have they used regular deworming products in her for other purposes as far as for like, you know, the intestinal worms? They've hopefully dewormed her in those respects. Right. Right. Yeah, we used um, a couple different pills. One was a pill and one was kind of a, a liquid, but neither one of those, one was for some kind of worms, the other was for some kind of parasite. So, again, I'm back to when can you do something for fleas and what can you do? Right now we use Dawn detergent, which actually... <laughs> Good old Dawn. <laughs> yeah, well, actually it works. Yeah, um, and let me ask you, are you, do you have a lot of flea problems in your area? No, no. well, yeah, in the area we do, but we have a screened-in porch. <laughs> we take her out there, and uh, she has a little puppy pad that we're using to get her house broken. So, she so she's probably it. not one of those dogs that spends a lot of time outdoors roaming the great yonder. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. A one-pound Yorkie could easily be um, a prey for like a large uh, bird or something like that. So we do have to be careful. Um, but, so here's the question. Heartworm okay. and um, flea protection. Well, you know... <laughs> Every region is a little bit different in what their veterinarians were probably most comfortable with. Um, I do have, you know, definitely I share the concerns with a small dog and using some products. Um, and I would always fall back on the manufacturer because they're going to be the ones that stand behind the product legally. So if they say not to use the, the heartworm flea medication for her, then I'm going to honor that. Um, for smaller pets in my office, we very commonly will use, as far as heartworm protection, we'll use um, Heart Guard, um, which is a type of a monthly chewable, um, as well as um, uh, uh, Interceptor. And uh, those are some of the products that we'll use in our office. As far as flea tick products, you can kind of switch things up a little bit and you can try some different things. And, you know, regular bathing with Dawn is, is great to just kind of remove the fleas, but it doesn't do a lot to really give us some long sustained protection. Right. Um, so we, we would certainly look at maybe something like, um, I'm a fan of Frontline uh, when it comes to um, flea and tick control, and that's the type, either a topical spot on, 
um, or spray-on that you um, uh, can apply to the pet. Um, so it's nice and convenient when we have one product that kind of does everything, but you might kind of have to mix and match um, right. just so that we're keeping in mind her small size and, uh, you know, covering your bases with uh, you know, all the right. different things we've got to worry about with our puppy dogs in the infectious disease world. Well, I appreciate it. We've had two dogs in our lives. One lived 18 years and one lived 17 years. This is our third, but this is by far the smallest. I gotta, I gotta yeah. ask you. I gotta butt in. You know, we just got a, a Chihuahua, and it weighs at a baby, at a puppy, at ten weeks old. It's a pound and a half, almost two pounds. Right. Is that kind of small for a Yorkie to be a pound? I mean, that's pretty small. Well, she was a runt. Uh, her brothers towered over her. She weighed fourteen ounces when we took wow. her to the vet the first time, and and she was uh, seven weeks old. Wow. Yeah, and some of those um, breeds, we definitely can see some lines where they breed towards the really tiny, the really small, almost teacup type size. Um, they're good and bad with that. <laughs> they're easy to carry around. A lot of people really loves the, love the really tiny ones, but you do have to be a little bit um, on the watch for you know some genetic things, and then definitely the size-related problems of just kind of getting underfoot and uh, you know being a tiny dog in a big world. <laughs> Thanks Thank for the call, Bob. This is Dr. Debbie on Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Yesterday I was uh, doing a little spring cleaning and my son, he was throwing out some blankets. Mm-hmm. He said he didn't didn't want them anymore. They looked like perfectly good blankets to me. Just a little tore up around the edge. They were a little, little torn up. And he said they were from an old girlfriend. <laughs> and he didn't want them in his uh-huh. life anymore. Uh-huh. So he's going to get rid of them. And you told him about Operation Blankets of Love. Now, of course, back in the early 70s, I remember the Operation Blanket of Love, a completely different thing. This this is for animals. This is a completely different thing. And we have the founder, Eileen Smolson, on the phone. Hi, Eileen. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Very well. Tell us all about Operation Blankets of Love. Well, it all started in January of 2008. It was a cold day, and I happened to be visiting a new shelter, which is called the West Valley Shelter. Mm -hmm. And I saw some signs that said blankets and towels needed. And I went to the supervisor, and I asked, why do you need blankets and towels? And she said, well, we go through hundreds a month, and we're constantly washing them, but... At one point, you can't use them anymore. The aggressive animals tear them, and, of course, the sick animals, they're the ones that um, you have to throw away right away. And I said, don't you have a budget for this? And she said, no, there's no budget for blankets or towels for any shelters across the United States. And I was, like, shocked. So I said, well, for 20 years I've been doing all the fundraising marketing for people charities. Let me see what I could do. And she said, go for it. So within 24 hours I had a business plan, and I called it Operation Blankets of Love. I went into my groomer, my vet, and the store where I buy pet supplies and food. And I told them about this challenge I had, and I said, I'd like to put a box there and for your customers and put, put a sign, and let's see what happens. It's a win-win situation. You will get the customers to bring in the blankets, and they'll probably buy products, and I'll get the blankets and bring them to the animals, and the animals will, will have a comfortable place to, to lie in. 
and within a month I had uh, 600 of them. You started this in January. It's October now. How many have you collected total? I'm just over 18,000. Wow. And the reason this is so important is because when they have the blankets, they're calmer, less stressed, and because that, they're easier to adopt. Yes, exactly. And that's what I'm promoting. You're actually saving two lives. One, because they adopt it because it's a home setting, and as you said, they're they're more relaxed, they're, they're happier. I mean, they came from a very stressful place. They were either neglected or abused or astray. They got lost. So as soon as they see this wonderful soft blanket, they can't wait to snuggle into it. And um, so once they're adopted, there's room for another animal to be adopted because there's such an, you know, overpopulation, as you know. Especially now. Right, right. Because of the foreclosures, it's the stories I'm hearing are horrendous, that the realtors are actually finding dogs and cats inside the house or outside the house with no food. The people just up and left. Now, you need not only blankets, but you need uh, towels, washcloths, uh, bed sheets. What, what else do you need? Um, well, big, fat, old comforters, older, new, pet beds. We do it all, which we is myself. I say we because I feel like 10 people. (laughs) Hey, well, you're doing a lot of work there, a lot of good work. What's the website? Well, the website I'm forming right now, but I'm going to give you my email, if I may, and my phone number. Okay, Okay. be ready for calls. Okay, Okay. well, the phone number is Mm -hmm. 818-402-6586, and my email is iCreate at AOL.com, and that's E-I-C-R-E-A-T-E at AOL.com. Very good. Okay, we'll put all that information at AnimalRadio.com. Eileen, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, it was a pleasure, and thank you so much for letting this important message get out to all the people. From children to seniors, they're all helping. It's wonderful. Eileen Smolson, founder of Operation Blankets of Love. More Animal Radio on the way. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, it's Vinny Penn coming at you with another party animal installment on Animal Radio. Well, we did it. For those of you who uh, who listen to these uh, segments of mine here, I uh, told you a ways back that my five-year-old daughter, Stella, she's ready for a pet. She was ready. We looked at a lot of different pets. I wanted to start her off with, with the fish. Oh, as a matter of fact, she actually had um, uh, already, she's had a turtle and a frog, but they've since moved on. And it was time to get her another. But I wanted to start her with uh, a fish. I think that's the good starting point for any four, five, six-year-old. We went to the pet store and we picked out just the most beautiful pink fish. Stella picked her out herself, picked out a great one. We got the nice little aquarium and she dressed it up and decorated it really nicely. We went down to the beach earlier that morning. She picked out a beautiful rock to put in the tank. We were all set up. She looks at the fish. And it's called a a beta fish, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, B-E-T-T-A. So it was not essentially a goldfish. I don't know. This was kind of a new terrain for me, even though I had goldfish when I was a kid. I think they were goldfish. I had two, Cheech and Chong. Uh, But this was called a beta fish, beta fish. Nonetheless, Stella looks at her and says, I want to call her Magnolia. 
and it was really a moving moment. I looked at my daughter and I thought, that name is, is fantastic. We can call her Maggie for short. And she smiled. She thought that was a great idea. We got in the car with the little carrying case for the fish, and Stella stared at her the whole way home and was saying, I love you, Magnolia. I love you, Magnolia. We got home, transferred her into her new home, dressed it up, and Stella was looking at her, and she said, she's so beautiful. Daddy, thank you so much for buying me dandelion. And I said, dandelion? What happened to Magnolia? And she said, no, I, I changed her name. I want to call her Dandelion. And I said, well, all right, if we, you know, dandy for sure. That kind of works. Go with that. I, dandelion it is. Not too long afterwards, uh, one of my aunts comes over. First thing Stella wants to do is take her to see the fish. She says, you got to come with me. You've got to come and see my fish. She runs over to see the fish, and I hear my aunt, who's 91 years old, say, Hey, that looks just like Nemo. <laughs> Magnolia, who had become Dandelion, had now become Nemo. So I have to sit Stella down and say, Stella, look, we can't keep changing the name. It would be like all of a sudden today if I just started calling you Sarah. To which Stella replies, I like that name, Sarah. I go to school with a Sarah. I want to name the fish Sarah. At this point, I'm a little bit out of my mind. I'm confused. I don't know which way is up. I don't know if is it a girl. I always heard girls were fickle, but this was bringing it to new heights. Suffice it to say that this morning, as I'm leaving to come and, and cut these segments, I say to Stella, I'm going to go and talk about Sarah the fish today. And she said, what kind of fish is it anyway? I heard you telling someone that it, it wasn't really a goldfish. I said, well, daddy's learning as he goes, same as you. I think it's called a beta fish or a betta fish. And Stella says, all right, daddy, we'll go and tell everybody about Betty then. <laughs> Vinny Penn, Party Animal, Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by OxyFresh Pet Oral Hygiene Solution. With OxyFresh, you can save money on expensive dental care with Pet Oral Hygiene Solution and save your pet from embarrassing bad breath moments. Kissable Fresh, OxyFresh. Visit www.oxyfresh.com for more information. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Have you been dreaming of that special career that not only offers you great financial rewards, but is also really fun? You've found it. Pet Sitting is becoming one of the fastest growing home-based businesses in the country today. NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.org. That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. 
Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with Broad Spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. How's your chihuahua? She's still asleep. I can't even see her. She's just burrowed underneath her blanket. She's very quiet. I heard snoring in the studio, but that turned out to be Boo, the <laughs> studio cat, who... <laughs> unbelievable. This Do most cats snore there, Dr. Debbie? You know, not many, but those that do, man, I think they can wake the household. <laughs> he sounds, uh, I think he sounds worse than me. I don't know. I'll have to ask my wife. one 405 8405 I believe we have Vaughn on the phone? Yes, sir. Hey, Vaughn, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. Where are you calling from? Yeah, right now, I just went through, I'm going through Needles, California. Ooh, must be hot out there, huh? Yeah, it's about 105. Oh, okay. Are you traveling with any animals? No, I don't. I leave all them at the house. I got a couple dogs, and they're too big, and my cat, she, he don't like travel. Okay, so they're at home in the air conditioning. Well, they're at home in the house, but the air isn't working at home yet now. So. Oh. But it shouldn't be too hot there. Okay, well, you are on with Dr. Debbie. Who, who are we talking about today? What uh, The cat or the dog? The cat. Okay, what's up with your cat? Okay, we uh, was living in one place, and we decided it needs to be bigger, so we jerked it out and put another modular unit in. But before we moved over the modular unit, he just seemed like he liked to urinate in the floor all the time, in the hallway. Well, after Yikes. we moved out of there, now he's wanting to go in the living room. Okay. And and when he's urinating, where is he urinating exactly? In the center of the room, against the walls, in the corners? Basically about anywhere he decides to. He don't have a really direction that he wants to. It's like one time it can be in the middle of the floor, one time it can be close to the wall, uh, one time it can be up against the washer dryer. Okay. And, and does the kitty go outside or are we just staying inside? He's just staying inside. Okay. Plus he and sneaks out. Uh, <laughs> and is he a neutered kitty? Has he been yes. altered? All righty. Very good. And do you have other cats running around the house, too, or just him? i got about nine other ones outside. Holy cow, nine. Yeah. Ah, now do any of those cats come inside? Well, they sneak in. Okay. All righty. Now, is there anything else going on with the kitty that has you concerned? Anything else as far as uh, not feeling right? Um, Any kind of discoloration to his urine? Does it seem like he's peeing excessively, or is it about his normal amount? Things about normal. It's just like, you know, he'll get upset, and that's when he, you know. We've lost Vaughn. Yeah, we've lost him. He was on a cell there. Hopefully he's listening. But this is this is a problem that we've had around the Animal Radio Studios. There's so many cats outside that the cats inside spray to mark their territory. I believe that's what's going on. Could that be what's yeah. going on with him? 
You know, absolutely. That's it's a very confusing situation when you know he's he's got different signals and different thoughts. You know, cats that are indoors can live a, a happy indoor existence, but when we start to have personalities in cats that they're seeing and smelling um, that live outside, th- then there's a whole territory kind of question. So you know, it's very possible that your kitty could be having problems where he's trying to mark his turf. Um, you know, I'd first want to make sure we don't have a health problem, and you always should have a, a urine check to make sure we don't have any infections or stones or problems of those natures. But, boy, it really sounds like he has the possibility that he is just frustrated. Um, so we'd really need to figure out some way to accommodate his world differently. Um, we would want to either keep the blinds closed, keep the other cats out, and let him live his happy indoor existence, um, or make an accommodation where, you know, we've got, uh, you know, a certain cat that stays inside with him. Um, there's so much that goes into the marking of their territory that some cats will spray on corners, some will spray in the middle of the floor, others will go into bathtubs, and sometimes right in front of your very face. So I'd really want to make sure that we um, kind of block the scenario where these other cats could be uh, you know, seeing your kitty. And then at the same time, make sure everything's kosher with that litter box, because if it stinks, uh, your cat's not going to want to use it. Um, so you want to make sure you change the litter frequently. Um, sometimes we'll even play around with the litter types and, and try some different varieties out there for your kitty. Um, but if there's any concerns, I'd definitely make sure we get him checked out uh, with the vet, give him a clean uh, bill of health in his urinary tract, and then uh, work on some of those environmental things where we can try to modify things. Make sure it's not a urinary infection. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of times we miss that possible um, infection and we rule it off as a behavioral problem. And there's really like a chronic uh, illness going on. So you don't want to miss that. It's a common mistake. Since it is such a common problem, we've actually put information up at AnimalRadio.com on inappropriate urination. You can just do a search from the front of the website. We are with Dr. Debbie and she's answering your questions at one 405 8405 Dogs or cats, horse or emu. Most pet owners would go to great lengths to protect their pets, but a cat lover in Israel went above and beyond. Arthur Damush was in a sound sleep when his wife screamed, Leopard! He awoke to see a leopard in his home, chasing their beloved cat. At first he thought he was dreaming, but then he saw the leopard grab his cat by its neck. Damush pounced on the leopard, grabbed it, and was somehow able to overpower and hold it down until his wife could call a neighbor, a nature and parks inspector. The cat was slightly wounded, Damush was slightly scratched, and the leopard was taken away, examined and fitted with a transmitter with plans to be set free away from residential areas. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Are people to Animal Radio. 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio with Hal and Judy and a cast of hundreds. We know we need to get a new bumper, by the way. <laughs> Freshen things up. We've moved to new studios. We're moving into new studios. We need some new fresh bumpers. Can you get on that as, oh, don't talk about it now? Oh, deal with it after we're off the air. Okay, we'll do that. We have the world-famous Russian dog wizard. That, of course, is Vlade with us. What's coming up on the show today, Vlade? Hey, what I'm going to say, you will never believe your own ears. And I know your listeners will not believe it 
as well because the things like that not too often you can hear on the national radio but you know until now because the Vladi is here and the Vladi is going to talk about what is so common between cheating its own husband or wife and the doctrining method you guys will learn what is the biggest obstacle for me you know to cheat on my wife in comparison with the dog training, you you don't want to miss that. Well, let me ask you a question. You're from Europe. Europeans, they generally feel that it's okay to cheat on your wife. That's the feeling I get from you. Uh, that- you know what? They don't feel it's okay, but they feel it's like a part of the business, I guess. You know, I don't think that way anymore. As a matter of fact, I am a very faithful person. As, um, but you know what? I'm going to reveal the secret. Why? What made the big difference in my life? So I became very faithful. And based on that, to reveal my remarkable uh, secret of the dog training. Stick around, people, because you don't want to miss that. Uh, hell, let's go back to the busy uh, to the busy phone line. I see the phone is off hook already. Hi, who's this? My name's Tom. Hey, Tom, how you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you? Very well. Where are you calling Hi, from? Hi, Tom. Hello, I'm calling from Amarillo, Texas. Texas. Okay. You have a wonderful ladies in Texas, Tom. I've been well, there a couple of times. You know, I love them. Well, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. What is your question? I have a dog that's about 14 months old, and I'd like to know how to keep him from running off when I let him outside to do his business. What the breed? I'm sorry, say again? What breed? He's probably part Australian Shepherd. He was adopted, so we're not 100% sure. Mm-hmm. So basically your problem is you want to tell him, go potty, go potty. He runs out, and he doesn't want to come back, yeah? He doesn't want to come back till he's ready. Okay, so what you need to do, you need to stop by a local um, hardware store and get the clothesline. The clothesline, like back in Europe, we're putting the clothes, drying the clothes on the air. So get the piece about 15, between 15 and 25 feet. It should be very light. It should give the dog feeling of being on its own. Attach the end of the line to the dog's collar. And the end of the line, another end attached to the doorknob or any other heavy object in your home. And after that, open the door and say, okay, Billy, go party, go party, go party, go party. And the dog will run away. Hopefully pee and after hopefully poop quickly. And after say, Billy, come. And Billy tell you, forget you, Tom. The, the belly will have some selective hearing, I guess. So you will momentarily grab the line and snap the line and the line attached to your dog toward you as you say, belly, come. The dog runs up to you. You're not angry. You just say, good belly, and give the belly treats. And you got you to gotta do it immediately. Maybe let the belly go back and do it a couple of consecutive times. And you're going to win a couple of times. And you will win the war on that issue. Remember, Tom. It takes sometimes war to establish the peace. But you need to win three, four consecutive battles on each issue, whatever issue could be, and you win the war. Tom, in order to fix the problem, set the problem up. You dealing with running away, not coming to you, to you back, set your dog up. Set your dog for fail. And it's natural instinct will set himself 
for success. You got okay. it? Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you. It, it is so so simple, Tom. Just okay. uh, just do it a couple of times. Let the dog go. The dog doesn't come. Pull it toward you. Give the treats. And giving the treats, it is very important because it's a positive reinforcement. It's what the yes means. And uh, you know, use a very delicious things like. Um, like maybe American cheese, some soft turkey beef, or something like the dog really love it. And it's so simple because you always need to apply positive reinforcement if you need it. And uh, if the dog doesn't, use negative reinforcement and do it one after another and win a couple of times and you're done with the war. Thank you so much, Tom, for calling us. This is the Vladi and Animal Radio. If you have a dog who is all out of control, bark nonstop, chew you out of your house, Vlad is your answer. Vlad is your solution. Most the behavior problem in dogs is so easy fixable. You just need to know how. This is the Vladi from Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Hello, I'm Kay Brown reporting for Animal Radio. Authorities trying to clean up Texas after Hurricane Ike are pussyfooting around a much bigger problem than just the usual debris. There's a tiger on the loose, and they don't want to become its dinner. The tiger escaped from an exotic pet centre on Bolivar Peninsula, one of the region's hardest hit by the hurricane. But that's not the only big cat that rescuers have to worry about. Apparently a human survivor has holed up in a Baptist church there with his livestock, which includes a fully grown lion. But there's lots of good news for other critters this week. A 15-year-old cat called Dixie, who disappeared nine years ago, has been reunited with her delighted owners in Britain. Gilly Delaney was told that the remains of her cat were found on a road, and for years she believed that her tortie had been killed by a car. However, Delaney says something told her not to shift houses, just in case, which is why she was at home when the RSPCA called to say they'd found a stray with a microchip registered to her, and it was Dixie. A German shepherd dog called Buddy has saved his owner's life by phoning 911. Joe Stolnaker from Arizona suffered a head injury during military service, resulting in unpredictable seizures, so he trained his dog to recognise if he was having an attack and to hit the speed dial on the phone. Buddy did what he was supposed to do, and more, barking urgently as an operator asked if anyone needed help. It worked and police took Stolnaker to hospital just in time. Not to be outdone, a Chinese farmer has been saved by her five water buffaloes who drove off an angry bear. Luo Fenju from the Yunnan says the bear knocked her to the ground and she thought no one was going to hear her calls for help. However, her water buffalo, who were grazing nearby, came to her rescue, forming a circle around her with one of them butting the bear with its horns. The buffaloes are now being treated as heroes and being given extra food. Scientists believe they're closer to finding out the cause of baldness, thanks to the genetic diversity in dogs. Swiss researchers compared the genomes of hairless and coated dogs from three breeds, the Chinese crested and the Mexican and Peruvian hairless, and found that they have a mutation in a gene they call FOXE3. It's the first time anyone has been able to pinpoint the exact area on chromosome 17 as being responsible for the development of hair and also teeth, which augurs well for the improvement of both in future. 
Lastly, there's a cat in Massachusetts that owes at least one of her nine lives to a firefighter. One of New Bedford's finest, Al Machado, didn't find any humans in a burning apartment, but he did spot a moggy in distress and rushed her outside. Despite the fact the cat appeared lifeless, Machado started mouth-to-mouth resuscitation and, well, you know what they say about handsome firefighters, they're irresistible, and after a few breaths, this little pussy started breathing on her own again. As for reluctant hero Machado, when his buddies asked what it tasted like to give mouth-to-mouth to a cat, he reportedly said, like fur. That's our Pet News Wrap-Up. I'm Kay Brown, reporting for Animal Radio. For more information, go to pettalkradio.com.au. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at animalradio.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Ow! Ow! What? Did you see this? I did. I'm very excited. Imagine popping open a great best-selling book, (laughs) The Ultimate Cat Lover, and seeing a picture of your studio cat. Well, not your studio cat. Maybe just your cat, your home cat. In there, a beautiful full-page picture. I'll hold it up to the microphone so you can see it. It's a picture of Tiggers, the studio cat. Who's She's been on television. Yes, she has. And now she's in this uh, best-selling book, The Ultimate Cat Lover. I tell you, there's not going to be any living with her after this. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's not the one to get an attitude. No, she doesn't. She, has she been paid for this? I know she was paid for the television <laughs> appearance. We'll have to check into that. Okay. I got to tell listeners, this cat was a day away from being euthanized when we save it. So if you, if you want that good feeling, go save a cat. And who knows? She may turn out to be as famous as our little Tiggers. I have. I, is he on? Okay, Dr. Marty Becker. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, you know what? I could just see Tiggers doing potographs, you know, with a, the paparazzi. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, of course, is your book. It is awesome, The Ultimate Cat Lover. It's one of those books that has uh, stories as well as very useful information. Must know info is what you call it. Well, it, it's different. A lot of people know me from, you know, books like The Healing Power of Pets or Fitness Unleashed or the Chicken Soup books, but it, it's, it's one-third those heartfelt stories, those heartwarming stories, just like Chicken Soup. It's one-third uh, amazing photographs, and we say it's, it's stories that words alone can't tell. And we had 60,000 photographs submitted for this, these books. Wow! 60,000. How do you select the ones that actually make it into the book? I got so tired of looking at photographs. I mean, that's just being <laughs> honest. That sounds terrible, but it, it just, it was unbelievable. It, but it, it really kind of was kind of heartwarming and encouraging because it showed you how much we love our pets and how much we want to share images of them. And we actually ended up having people kind of start screening them and get it down to where you were down to in the, you know, in the 6,000 range and then get down to the 600 range at you know, they're, these photographs are not from a stock photography place. They're Uh-oh. all original photographs, uh, and I, I think you'd agree they're they're amazing photographs and little clever captions. And this is interesting on the must know info. Yeah, what's that all about? We wanted stuff that was meaty, and uh, you know, my colleagues and I are either I'm a you know I'm a veterinarian. We have uh, people that are in the pet industry for many years, and we get the same kind of questions over and over. So we tackled some of the most common questions that that people ask us. And rather than going out and asking a bunch of experts and then blending their answers into a casserole, so to speak, you know, we went out and found the single person that was widely accepted as the world's expert in this topic. And then we interviewed them, and so it's a sole source interview. 
And when you look through this must-know info, it's kind of like the, you know, the, the Randy Posh thing, or the last lecture, where you have one chance to say everything you know about this subject of which you're the world's expert on. <laughs> Give us the best you got, and, and that's what we got. No pressure there. No pressure there. Well, now, you, you, you worked with, uh, let's see, you worked with Gina, of course, who's your partner in crime. You worked with Carol Klein. And who's this other Becker? Is this uh, any related to you? Oh, gosh. Well, I, I'm not, I always call myself her stepdad, even though I'm purportedly her biological father. Ah. But she's a good look, and I, I, I'm not sure she's mine. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do one of those Maury Povich things and send some of her hair in one of these days and find out. But, oh, she's, she's a beautiful girl, looks like her mother, uh, always been an animal lover. And, and she's, uh, she graduated with a journalism degree from the Intermural College of Communication at Washington State. Wow. So she's one of the co-authors. Following in Dad's footsteps. Following Dad's footsteps. And, and actually, she's become a Delta, Delta Pet Partner certified, and she belongs to the APDT, the American Professional Dog Trainers Association. So she wants to get more of a expertise on the training side and... and um, Got two little two little pugs to to work with, Willie and Bruce. Ah, now we're with Dr. Marty Becker. The new book called "The Ultimate Cat Lover." Must know info in the back. Can you give us a morsel of must know info? I'm, I'll give you two or three for examples. You know, when you when you pick out a kitten, you know, we were talking about Tigger earlier. There's one that kind of you kind of found each other when you were doing that publicity stunt, uh-huh. and I and I remember you from years ago when you did that. By the way, my mm. friend. So we've known each other many moons. Mm. Um, when you're picking out a kitten, we often do it on looks alone, but here's something you can do to help pick out the perfect cat. When you first greet a cat, extend your index finger so it's pointing right at the front of the cat's nose but not touching. Okay. And you mm-hmm. wait to see if the cat pushes her nose out to touch your finger. And that nose-touch greeting is based on normal cat greeting procedures, and it's kind of much like us shaking hands. If you see somebody you're friendly and they're friendly, you shake hands, so it's kind of the equivalent of a handshake. And if the cat pushes her nose out to touch your finger or she rubs her cheek on your finger, it's a good indication that she's well-socialized and friendly. Ah. Oh, I didn't know that. Now, if she bites it off, that's not good. That's not good. Now, I'll tell you another one, solving litter box problems. And okay. you know how many times you get those questions on answer? Every day. Half of the cats that are presented at veterinary behavioral practices are for inappropriate elimination, which is not used in the litter box. And one of the common reasons for litter box problems is that the cat doesn't like the litter the human has chosen for whatever reason. You know, fragrance clumping, eco-friendly on sale. So let the cat choose their own litter. And you do the preference testing by trying, you know, by, by three or four different litter, or three or four of the same kind of litter box. And, and even though you're going to have a few too many up front, you're going to recycle those every six months, so you'll just have a two-year supply of litter boxes. But, and then get, get four different types of actual litter and put four different kinds of litter in four identical litter boxes and let the cat pick the litter box. And once they pick the one that they like the best, then you go back to those four litter boxes and put in four different depths of litter. Oh. So it'll get to pick the type of litter and the depth of litter at once. And uh, that tip came from Dr. Gary Landsberg, who's a board-certified veterinary behaviorist. And, uh, Genius. Yeah. It is. I, I have. I've never heard of that, but that sounds great. That's it all. Give that guy a pat on the back there. <laughs> well, this is this is only one of. There's many of these must know infos, but we tell you how to recognize uh, pain in cats. Uh, we talked to you about cracking the code. You know, why do cats like plastic bags? You ever wondered that? No, but it worries me sometimes. Why? Well, some of the it's been suggested that some of the cats like the coolness of the bag or the texture of the bag on their tongue or maybe even the sound the plastic makes when they're being licked. But here's the most accepted reason: is the cats like plastic bags because rendered animal fat is used in the manufacture uh-huh. of these bags, 
and some cats can detect and smell the, and, and actually enjoy that kind of taste. Uh, that came from Arnold Plotnick, a veterinarian and board-certified small animal internist and feline specialist and the founder of Manhattan Cat Specialist. And all this wonderful information, plus lots more, some beautiful pictures and some wonderful stories in The Ultimate Cat Lover, the best expert's advice for a happy, healthy cat with stories and photos and fabulous of fabulous felines. We have five copies? Yes, five copies to give away at one 405 8405 Look, the phones are all, all lines are lit up already. However, you can get this. You can get this at Borders, Barnes & Noble, any good bookstore. If they don't have it yet, they've probably sold out, and they need to order more. It's the ultimate cat lover with our friend, Dr. Marty Becker. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, my friends, and to give old Tiggers a little extra treat for being famous. I'll do that. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Listen closely. Did you hear that? That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. Hi, I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. Just this week, my brother's cat got up on the table and rearranged the dried flower centerpiece. Her ability to jump higher is thanks to FlexPet. It's the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility, the only one with CM8, and it works for both cats and dogs. In fact, FlexPet has a money-back guarantee, the best one in the industry. FlexPet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility, they're offering an unconditional three-bottle guarantee. No time limit like others who require 30, 60, or 90 days to return. And right now, you can buy two and get one free. Ask about the special. Call 1-800-AND-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. Call FlexPet now. You won't forget the phone number. It's 1-800-AND-PAIN. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio, and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. FlexPet, 1-800-AND-PAIN. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal people is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People's published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. 1-866-405-8405. You know, the, the animals teach us so much. 
Oh, there's so much we can learn from them. It's amazing. None more than overcoming adversity as Faith, the bipedal dog. We've had Faith's uh, guardian on before, Jude Stringfellow. Hi, Jude. How are you doing? Hey, I'm fine. Thanks for having me back on. Very good. So how is Faith? Oh, she is fantastic. She's excited because we're going to Chicago in a couple of days, and I think someone told her. Okay. For (laughs) listeners that are new to Animal Radio, Faith actually walks on her two hind legs. Is that correct? Yes, she does all the time. How did she learn that, and why did she have to learn that? She learned it because we trained her. She would not naturally have been able to do so. We did have to train her. When she was born, Hal, she was born with her right leg missing. Mm. Her left leg was there, but it was upside down dead, backward, and it didn't have a joint. Oh. So you can imagine just kind of like a stick hanging off backwards like a Barbie doll. We, uh, see this, we see this with a lot of back legs in dogs where they become immobile, but the front legs are pretty crucial. When you lose them, I guess the first thing you think is, okay, this dog is never going to walk, right? Exactly. I mean, we had never had anything in our lives before this that we could, you know, adjust it to and say, well, this dog did this, so my dog will be fine. She was the first one. So eventually you taught her to, to stand up straight. Mm-hmm. We actually taught her to sit up like a rabbit first to get off her chest and her chin. That she would have rubbed a hole in her chest and chin if she had been allowed to kind of scoot around. So sitting up was fine. We actually were prepared to, to carry her around if we needed to. But as time went on, she decided um, against that. She decided to be her own dog. <laughs> so she got up and walked around. Now, does she hop around or does she move each leg independently? Both. She does actually independently move each foot, foot over foot, paw over paw, uh, when she chooses to walk or run. But uh, sometimes when she's just excited or happy, she'll hop. Okay. Now, if you're any kind of guardian, you're taking her to uh, schools and different places to show this off, right? Oh, not only that, but the, the military is big on her now. She's actually, since I've been on your show, she's been commissioned to E-5 sergeant in the U.S. Army. What does that mean? Well, she's an actual sergeant in the Army. Really? <laughs> yeah, they gave her an honorary commission. And... Um, and she actually goes to military bases now to Walter Reed, Brooks, and other hospitals um, on schedule so we can go see the soldiers who have been injured from the war and also soldiers who are returning from war if they have depression or trauma uh, situations. But she can actually help them. Does Faith know that she's special? Well, we tell her all the time, so she should know. <laughs> but she, she doesn't go around uh, talking about, uh, you know, hey, I don't have any legs, right? <laughs> no. She, she's really overcome this adversity. <laughs> the only time she notices how is when she's swimming. <laughs> she okay. says, you know, I really could use those front legs right now. <laughs> Can she swim? Yes, but it is ugly. The ranger thought we were drowning her dog once. <laughs> yeah, I- I would be worried about that there, but uh, okay. So what's on the horizon? What do we have in the future happening with Faith? Well, so much. In fact, thanks for asking. Uh, We just started a foundation called Faith the Dog Foundation. It's going to allow me to get to places with Faith that cannot afford to bring us out. And if you're interested in having uh, Faith come to your school or to your wherever to learn a little bit about overcoming Mm -hmm. adversity there, faiththedog.net and Guardian Jude Stringfellow. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. We have more Animal Radio on the way. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at caninecaviar.com. 
That's www.caninecaviar.com. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at flexpet.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And I gotta say, a very tired Judy Francis. I feel for you today. Oh, well, thank you. As you may know, we've been moving the studios here. And moving our house, too. It's a lot of work, and uh, you've been working tirelessly, and now you come in and do the show. I think that's awesome. I respect that. Well, thank you. I'm an amazing woman. You are an amazing woman. <laughs> of course, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vlade, is joining us at one 405 8405 Hello, everyone. And, uh, you know, Judy, you do amazing person. You sound like my wife, who, see, the Russian wife can make the soup with three ingredients, which uh-huh. is pot, potato, and water. So, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Those three ingredients were pot, potato, pot, pot, no, pot, potato. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, that's some borscht there. <laughs> yeah, pot, potato, and water. You know, it means, Judy, take it as a compliment. Uh, what I mean by that, you know, so you can make the miracle from nothing. That's what I meant. So you know, you don't need any help to pack to pack the stuff. You don't need any help to paint the house and such and such. You you gonna you will make it. We know that. Mm. I am woman. You're a woman, and 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 back to me. Yes, I'm. Uh, you know, I take it as compliment. Take it as compliment. You know, and uh, yes, I'm going to go for the same things very soon, and uh, I'm very excited about that transition as well, guys. We are. I can't believe this. I'm looking down at the phone lines. The phone lines are going crazy, and I think we should clear some phone lines if we can do that. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hi, who is this? Oh, uh, Herb. Hi, Herb. How are you doing? Okay. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Palmer, Ohio. Palmer, Ohio. You are on with the world-famous, and I know you know about him in Palmer, Ohio, the world-famous oh, yeah. Russian dog wizard, Vlade. Thank you. Thank you. Herb, uh, sorry for mispronouncing your name. I just would like to be polite. Uh, so what? what is the problem with your dog? Uh, my, I don't have a problem with my dog. It's my uh, in-laws. They got a dog okay. that humps a lot. Okay, okay. I mean, it's all over, you know, all over my dogs. I mean, you know, when I go over there, it's causing a fight between me and my wife. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's mother-in-law fault. Yeah. Oh, I know my, that. My <laughs> <laughs> so, hello, hello, Herb. It reminded me one one old-fashioned Russian anecdote. The husband got upset with the wife. He got so upset, he just grabbed the chair and just tossed toward her. She kneeled down, and he hit mother-in-law. He looked at that and say, that's not bad things, too. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. And, you know, they say, come on over, bring the dogs, you know. And I bring the dogs, and the, and the dog don't start pumping. My dogs, you know. Okay, and they so, think so it's you're... funny. They think it's funny. Okay. And so, all so you're doing something. Start a fight between me and my wife, you know. Yeah, sure, and sure. Should, so... should I just tell them, you know, get your dog fixed? No, mine are, I thought... mine are neutered. I, I have no problem with my dogs. They're perfect mm-hmm. gentlemen. 
Okay, and uh, I guess you know it has nothing to do with homosexuality or something like this. You know, no. I haven't seen any gay dogs, as a matter of fact. No. It's just, no. Okay, so you ask me how to handle the situation. Yeah. You know, I would, I would handle it in my way. I would talk to the, your in-laws and just tell them, but don't start with the fight with them because it's not going to go any, any good. Just say, dear, dear mother, dear father, whatever you call them i love you yeah. dearly and you know what <laughs> your dog is humping my dog and tomorrow your dog is going to hump somebody else dog and that dog gonna turn around and it's gonna be a big fight and you guys will be legally responsible for that starting type of the fight and it's gonna be you know a big problem on your hands so uh, let's not encourage it and uh, don't put me in situation to correct your dog because it's not my child it's uh, your child so if you would come uh, otherwise say i'm just not able to bring in my dog in your home anymore anymore and if yes. they will agree if they would agree to help you out on that i would love you to stop by the your local uh, bicycle shop and get co2 um tire inflator and it's very humane it's just air and just uh, show to your father-in-law uh, and ma or mother-in-law how it works push the button yeah. spray air comes like this pss, pss, you know and ask them when their dog just humping your dog just push the button make that sound whatever they want no or my ah and push the button and that dog will fly out of your dog with the speed of russian satellite guided <laughs> missile and never do that again okay i hope so i got i mean i it's, know it's, so. it's a problem you know it's it's a nothing you know when we have a problem herb we always have a two uh, we all we always have two things or keep complaining about the problem or take actions if it was yeah. my in-laws i just call them tell how i love them first after tell hey this is the problem stays in the way and you don't want me fight with your daughter over that all the time i know it's maybe fun for you but tomorrow you're going to harm somebody else going to be a big fight you will take your dog in the hospital it's not going to be fun anymore so let's we fix it here is the yeah. main device i bought it for you see how it's humane push the button on your father-in-law <laughs> make sure you know he see how humane it is and ask him to use yeah. his dog just like okay. that and be done with this okay because like i said it, it caused a whole big headache each time you know? Exactly, exactly. And trust me, they don't want to have any complication in the relationship between their daughter and you. They will copyright it. And if they don't, ask them to call me on the show and I will talk to them directly. <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> exactly. I will straighten them out very quick. Well, I got your okay. number. I'll give it to them when I talk to them. Okay, let's do that. Ask them to call on the show. I will enjoy to talk to them and to hear their point of view. <laughs> Thank you for the call. And okay. everybody who is listening to us, please give us a call at uh, 1-866-405-8405. If you have a problem with your pets or you just uh, need a little bit improvement, listen, people, most behavior problem in dogs, they are so easy fixable, you just need to know how. I'm the Vladi from Animal Radio. is Animal Radio Network. Fido-Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking a dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines.
Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Phyto-Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Phyto-Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, let's see. It was about three weeks ago we were broadcasting live from the It's Me or the Dog casting call. In uh, West Hollywood, Los Angeles, Los we decided. Angeles. Yeah, let's just call it L.A. Let me say we just saw a lot of potential candidates <laughs> for the show. And we, we figured we wanted to follow up and find out who's going to be on the show. Of course, the premiere is tonight Ooh, on Animal wait. Planet. We have Victoria Stillwell, the very stunning Victoria Stillwell, back with us. Hi, Victoria. How are you doing? Hi. I'm fine, thank you. Okay, so who'd you pick and who are we going to see on this season? Cooper the Boxer. He has major uh, reactive and aggression issues with other dogs. Mm, okay, you mean and, you can't take him to the good dog park? Well, the, the 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 weird thing is is that he's seemingly okay in doggy daycare. He can be around a load of other dogs in doggy daycare. Mm-hmm. But when he's either out on a walk on a leash or he's even off leash and he's around a whole load of other dogs outside... He will attack them. Do you notice that certain breeds have these kind of behavioral problems? You know, I don't really like to generalize about breeds because dogs of all breeds uh, and all mixed breeds can have this kind of problem. Um, boxers especially are, you know, they, they, they do have great characters and they are very boisterous. So that's one generalization I can make. But they don't have more aggressive response than any other breed. They sometimes can... I suppose, seem in the dog world to be a little bit rude to other dogs because they just want to jump up and say hello to everybody. Hal asked about uh, breeds. Do you see it in more breeds? My question is, do you see it in different regions as here in the United States as opposed to over in Europe? Um, I, 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 I think behavior is, is the same both in, in Europe and in here in the United States. I would say, however, in, in Europe, especially Britain, dogs have much more freedom. They can be off the leash more in public places, including parks. So there's much there's much less cases of leash aggression. Are there certain dogs that are good starter dogs? For instance, Judy just got a Chihuahua, not a great starter dog. Well, I think, it, not the trainability, it's just that, the, is this dog going to fit within your family? Mm-hmm. Um, Cavalier King Charles are notoriously one, wonderful family dogs. And, um, you know, if, if they want a breed to, to go to breed rescue shelters first before they go to a responsible breeder. And please do not buy from a pet store. Do not buy from a pet store because then you're, you're uh, helping the puppy mill industry. So uh, I'd say Cavalier King Charles, King Charles, but any kind of spaniels and setters, I think they make great family dogs as long as you give them the right kind of exercise. I understand on this uh, new season you'll be using the pet cam. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, we do a lot of we do a lot of secret filming. Actually, it's quite be, it's been quite useful in some of the series. And I would say, you know, what why I'm excited about this series is that it's an hour long, so you get to see more of the training process. Um, and also because I think it, it shows a more realistic process too. Even though nothing is faked on the British show, we just have a long time to work on it. On the American show. We don't have that long to work on it, and maybe the people only have maybe five, six days to work on something. And something 
that an issue that you, you have major aggression, you'll see you'll see the dog get to a point, a foundation is laid, but you're not going to see, well, look, this dog is now suddenly fantastic with other dogs. And that is much more of a realistic process. That's why we don't want on this program for people to to go, oh, hey, a training happens in half an hour and it's all fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's not the reality. Quick fix. Check it out. Yeah. It premieres tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on Animal Planet. It's me or the dog, the long-awaited premiere. And I'm really happy to have the U.S. version now. i got to tell you that. We have some great dogs. We have great families. We also have some really difficult families, too. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to see some fireworks from me. Um, you know, I don't, I have a lot of compassion and empathy for most of the owners. 98% of the owners who take part in this program uh-huh. are absolutely wonderful. There's just the odd few that, wow, wow, yeah. that, that are difficult. Yeah, those are the ones we want to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I would, you know, keep watching because you, you're going to see lots of drama, you're going to see uh, you're going to see lots of fantastic results and lots of beautiful dogs. Very good. We will speak to you very soon again. Victoria Stillwell, it's Mir the Dog. Check it out tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern on Animal Planet. We have more Animal Radio on the way. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. one 405 8405 Dr. Deb's on call this hour. How are you doing, Dr. Deb? I'm doing really good today. Ready to take some calls? I am. Yeah, I'm anxious to hear what we have today. I believe we have Jeff on the phone. Hi, Jeff. Hi, how are you? Very good. How are you doing? We're hanging in there. Where are you calling from? From Atlanta, Georgia. You're on with Dr. Deb. Fantastic. Um, Hi, Jeff. Hey, how are you? I'm doing fabulous. I'll try and keep it brief because it's it's kind of an involved cat drama, but we have a specific question regarding um, feral cats. We have um, a feral mother and her um, only surviving kitten living in our house. Um, They've been there for the last four months, and we also have our own indoor cat, and so we've had to kind of keep them apart for most of that time, and I know that we've made some some mistakes along the way, and what we're trying to get to now is what is the most humane thing to do with this mother. We're not so concerned about the kitten because it's becoming very social, but the mother is always been kind of skittish and traumatized and had a very tough life outside before we got her in and got her fixed. Okay, so, so she is fixed looking, now. Good. Yeah, yeah. just looking for some answers. She was part of an outdoor colony of six cats, and they've all been taken care of. Okay, good. And so, and you've kept these kitties separate from your, um, your, your pet cat inside the house. That's, that's exactly right. Okay. And, and and you're not inclined to keep this cat? I mean, is there room in your home for one more? This is, this is the tricky thing. We would love to keep all of our cats, the ones that are our outside family as well as inside. But we live in a small town home in the city of Atlanta. And what we had to do literally was give up our master suite and our master bathroom. And we did that four months ago so as you can see it's been a little challenging to say the least so So you basically have given 
your bedroom is over to the cats right now? That's exactly right. And oh my gosh! Well, you you're very yeah, dedicated I, then. Well, that's the that's the conundrum. Um, our dedication has had a, a pretty profound impact on our lives, as you can imagine. So uh, the, the hard part is is that the mother we've been trying to we let her out. Okay, you know we read some of the information. We got some information from local veterinarians, and they said you've got to separate the two and get the mother back out. Um, unless back like outside. You said, yes. Yes. Oh, golly. They were, well, they were pretty strong about it because the program here in Atlanta is a TNR, a catch and release. You trap them, get them fixed, release them, unless, of course, you're going to try and tame them and take them in. Right, we're just, right. we're stuck. She's terrified. We've never been able to touch the mother. And that's typical for for cats that are feral. You know, we can't blame them. They're they're a product of their environment, and I understand totally why there are trap and release um, programs. Because you know, uh, if we can't keep the cats, it's best to release them back into the wild. But golly, there's so many different issues here to deal with. And one is if she's living the indoor life, whether or not she's social. Gosh, I'd have a hard time telling her to get your butt out the door and go outside. Um, That's why we haven't done it. (laughs) Yeah, and I would really encourage you. I mean, there are organizations where you can um, adopt feral cats, and I've known many clients who have taken in um, feral cats knowing that you're not going to get to cuddle them, you're not going to get to love on them, and every time you have to go to the vet, it is a pain in the neck because you have to really make special efforts to get them basically trapped in your own home so you can get them to the veterinarian and get any kind of services done. But but um, I guess I would I understand those that have to release the cats because they're working in population medicine. But when you've already got a kitty in your home, uh, I guess I would encourage in every opportunity, I would try to find somewhere where we can do an adoption for basically a feral cat in, in that situation. And I really would not advocate, you know, letting her go um, after she's kind of been in the indoor world. To think about it, that's why we we're really struggling with this. You know, she she howls at the door for hours on end. You know, to get back in. And to get back in, in. Oh, oh, that breaks yeah. my heart. You see, <laughs> and, and it breaks is... our heart too. If you could talk, my wife was going to talk to you, but she said she wouldn't be able to stop from crying. Oh, I God. mean, we don't, we don't, we love these animals. We, you know, the last, the that's the furthest thing from our mind. But here's the. Here's the true complication. We have been looking for the last two months for someone to adopt, and, you know, all of the the rescue organizations in Atlanta are full. The place where we got her um, spayed and neutered, their little cat population that they're trying to get adopted out, the feral cats, they've got like 75 animals now. I, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's like an epidemic here in our city. So, I, you know, we're, we're just feeling... We don't know what to do, and our poor our poor house cat. We've had our cat since he was born, and he's eleven, and he is feeling the stress. You know, oh, sure. he knows they're he knows they're in the house, and he's just he is so angry, and I, I just don't know what the what the right thing to do is. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, you guys have the heart, your heart's in the right place. I think part of the kitty world that we're not going to be able to fix and get around is that she knows what it's like to live inside. She likes it, and with good reason, because, you know, she's got everything she needs there. She's got friends, she's got food, shelter, and to have her 
actively trying to get back into the house, to me that says you're not going to change her mind. Um, and I think we're going to have to find some way to do an adoption through some organization, through an individual. Um, you know, there are other possibilities. I've known folks that live out on farms that have the ability to have um, a wider range of um, land where they can maybe uh, keep feral cats in those situations. But I would definitely say that just pushing her out the door, shutting the door behind her, I don't think that's going to work because I think she's going to be very motivated to, you know, find that loving home where, you know, she thinks she's found at. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, All right. I'm sorry, one Jeff, final, but one final question. Um, we found out through our vet about something I was not familiar with. Um, after kittens are weaned, evidently there's a situation called companion nursing. Are you familiar with that? Where the uh, mom cat can nurse other kittens? Um, no, this is more. She's now calling her kitten back, and we've caught her recently nursing her. Oh, where they had, where they had where they had stopped completely you know a long time ago okay because these um, kitties are you said are four months or so that's right yeah there's one and it's four months old and we've been socializing it since birth we found it in our grass catcher bag in the alleyway of our house and that's how we got the feral mother in to get her fixed so that's when it started <laughs> I see uh, okay so that <laughs> Just throws another complicating factor in there. Yeah, if she's she's got that desire to to nurse the baby. Uh, oh, so, yeah. gosh, my heart goes out to you, Jeff, and, and I wish you luck. I don't see an easy solution in, unless we can really find a, a, a placement, um, s- some other um, adoption site or home where we can send this baby, um, so that she doesn't get so confused and in, into what her living situation is. Well, thank you so much for your call. This is Dr. Debbie at Animal Radio. Number is 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Hi, this is the Vladi. And I'm here to tell you about OxyFresh. Do you know that dental disease is called the silent killer of the pets? And the proper oral health care may extend the life of your pet by two to five years. Pet oral hygiene solution from OxyFresh promotes fresh breath, healthy gums, and a healthy life for your pets. I love to kiss my pets, and I know you love to kiss them too. Get kissable fresh breath for your pets at OxyFresh. Visit OxyFresh.com. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about, www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. 
Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Welcome back to Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. If you have a medical question, Dr. Debbie White, on the way, 1-866-405-8405. Right now, it's the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Caller, who is this? Uh, this is Lynette. Lynette, do you know who the world-famous Russian dog wizard is? Do you know his name? Vladimir? Very good. That's actually your official name, isn't it? No, my official name is Vladislav. Vladislav has a two words, Vladi and Slav. Oh, okay. In, uh, yeah, Vladi and Slav means uh, Gloria, who belong to the Vladi. But oh. Vladimir, we know one person by name Vladimir. His name, his last name is Putin. Mm. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How can I help you? Well, my question is, um, I have a, about a two-year-old yellow lab. Um, that he, I rescued him uh, about a year ago, and he's been through obedience training. He's he's really good as far as obedience. He does everything and does agility training and everything. But he has kind of two problems, and I don't, one of them is he is a jumper, and there's just and like what even when my husband comes home in the house, if he hasn't seen him for even five minutes, he just jumps all over him and. Okay. People come so in, you have I a have to put him problem. in the cage. And he's mm-hmm. also a barker and mm-hmm. when he doesn't want to be somewhere where he has to be, you know, temporarily, he barks and barks and barks. And I tried even, which I don't really kind of believe in, but I did try those bark collars. Uh-huh. <laughs> it would, and I know it worked because my husband tried it out himself, but, <laughs> and you could see the, light, the red light flash when he barked and he'd go, ah. And then just keep barking, you know. Yeah, your, your, husband, your husband no, or the dog? The dog. <laughs> no. So it, he he will bark through. Phase him. Okay. So. And he barks through the through electronic shock collar oh, as well. Oh, yeah. It didn't do any good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's do this. Sort the problem. So you have a dog who was so-called trained and do obedience well, but has some behavior problems. Right. You know, Lene, this is one of the biggest misconceptions, because we in Europe used to believe the dog is trained properly, he also behaves properly. Proper right. training and proper behavior goes hands in hands. Unfortunately, uh, we have a lot of specialization here in this country. We have, okay, obedience, it's they calm down, and the behavior, it's a completely different issue. It is not a different issue. The obedience training... Uh, the should um, should produce respect 
to the human authority. You know, the dogs have an instinctive desire to submit to authority. It is their nature. So if obedience training, whatever training you had, they did not establish that authority, um, respect to your authority, you're definitely not in the position to uh, change the things because the dog is, will be questioning your authority and uh, not be able to respond properly in, after. So your words will not be associated with him with authority. And uh, he doesn't understand the English. He's speaking Doglish. So that creates some problems. So the solutions can be, number one, I will put really good solid obedience training on the dog. I would, uh, I know what methods were used, whatever, but I would uh, uh, have a good quality, like maybe German uh, Hermspringle uh, prong collar, because this is the Labrador Retriever, and I know he's the physically insensitive dog. Typical lab can be running through the glass door and not realize there is a glass door there, you know. He can jump through the glass window, as a matter of fact. And, um, you know, I would teach him walking without pulling, and I will do it inside of your home. I would be focusing on the sit, stay, calm, down, stay. So he would be performing not somewhere else but in the environment when he lives so when i when i have this type of the control over him now after that i'm going to deal with his barking and with his jumping so how am i going to deal with this jumping i know you're trying to put him in the crate when the people comes in it's not a bad idea to do but you need to put him in the crate before the person come in but the second thing you need to make him be quiet in the crate and not just put him in the crate and then allow him continue to be jumping in the crate how can you make him be quiet in the crate? By simply approaching to the crate and snapping the crate sideways without any raising your hand because your goal is not to intimidate. Your, your, your goal is to startle him into the attention. As you smack the crate, something sideways, you, you, you make the sound. Ah! So he would listen. He'll look at you, say, good boy. And now when your husband comes in, he should do the same thing. Because otherwise, if your husband comes in and just give him kiss and hug, and after that he jumps on him, you know, it's just like giving alcoholic $10 for boost in the morning and after keep complaining why he's puking on your table. So this is the very important for him to change his behavior too. So if he's approach and smack the crate as well, he will be quiet. So after dog would be quiet for a couple of minutes in the crate, you can let him go. From that time, he will be less possible to jump. If from that time, he will jump on your husband. So what you need to do, you need to use that device, which I keep telling people to have. It's bicycle, um, a bicycle uh, tire inflator. Oh, yeah, I heard you talk about that. Yes, so it's a, it's every bicycle store has it. You just push the button, your husband will push the button, he backs up very quickly and he, can, he must continue to ignore uh, the dog for the last a couple of maybe minutes before he can get back and report with him. And as far as the uh, barking, you can use a pop can throwing um, toward his uh, shoulder blade because it should be very light. It's nothing about hitting. It's about just, hey, like tapping the shoulder. Hey, I- I'm talking the business right now. Um, electronic um, anti-bark collar will not work in your situation because uh, it just will not work. Uh, if you really would like to use something electronic, it should be just a regular electronic collar by company Doctra. And the right uh, item number will be Doctra 1700. Um, if you would like to do something without that, citronella spray, citronella spray collar would work. The citronella doesn't work. Citronella doesn't work. Uh, 
Uh, exactly. What, what doesn't what work? Citronella. You said to get uh, what something one thousand seven hundred. What was that? Uh, Doctra one thousand seven hundred. This is the model uh-huh. which will work for your dog. But the thing is, you have to push on the button because what's happening is when you use anti-bar color, sometimes it's pick his voice, sometimes doesn't. It creates inconsistency. Inconsistency, this is the second reason why the corrections fail. There is a three things. If you people listening to me and you trying to do what I suggest you to do and you're failing, you're failing on three components. Number one, timing. You should do it in the action. Don't correct your dog for chasing the cat when the dog came back to you from chasing the cat or the dog is chasing your cat. You have to correct your dog when the dog is thinking about chasing your cat. When your dog just change body posture, timing should be just like that second because it will not take too much from that point. After that, it should be on the consistent base. And number three, you need to be motivational enough. On the scale one to ten, you always need to start with ten. And after go down, uh, anti-bark color works opposite way. It's gradually desensitizing. It goes slowly ups and desensitizing the dog. The dog will bark through. That is why when you use manual electronical, you, st- you start from the strong correction and after go down the road. That's gonna, that's how it's gonna work. You start from the strong and after go down and after, after a while you don't need to use anything. But again, you can always stop your dog from barking with electronic colors, any other devices, but it will never f- will never fix and never address the root cause of the problem. Your dog must have a physical exercises. Your dog must have a mental exercises as far as doing obedience training. He needs to be, be busy. He needs to be tired. Tired dog is the good dog. Right. Tired kids sleep well. That's the cause. The, you have to do it first and after try to fight with the symptoms. And if you want to try with the symptoms, that the solution I, which I gave to you will work. You said hit the side of the cage. Did you mean like with a spoon or with a piece of wood? No, not with the brick, not with the spoon, not with the chair, with your hand. Just hit it with the head, hit the side of the cage. As you make the noise, you have to do, I'm, I'm very appreciate you're so detailed person. Let me tell you where it came from. And I appreciate the hell is giving us more time. Uh, because you have to do, you, the only way to fix the problems in dogs, you have to act as the dog. You have to think as the dog. So what I'm trying to imitate here, you never saw like one dog approach to another and try to snap that dog or discipline it. What that dog does, that dog sternly move forward, Make the sharp movement with the teeth for the shoulder blade. Move forward and freezing. That's important. So what I'm suggesting you to do, to imitate that move, I want you simultaneously make three things at the same time. Moving forward... It's a certain because it's an invasion in the dog's personal space. You suddenly move toward the crate, toward the cage, as you make the noise. Making noises, ah, it means growling the dog before, before snapping, they make that sound. Mm-hmm. Most of them. You make, you move forward, you make that sound, you snap the crate, boom, startle and freezing. So it's, it should, it should look, it should sound like that. Ah, and freezing. Freezing means, from their culture point of view, if I don't stop, she's going to snap me now. The dogs snap each other after they've frozen. 
So that's what that's going to happen. So that by doing this, you really will get his attention. Now he was worried about you more than worried about your husband. So from that time, you smile and say, "Good boy," and give the dog treats. I truly believe in the power of the positive reinforcement because positive reinforcement is something what the dog wants to get. Give him that what he wants. How many times you are going? How many times you are going to drop the twenty-five cents in the cookie machine if you will never get the Sneakers, so you have to use it. But I also believe in discipline. Without discipline, we will never be able to raise reliable dogs. I just never confuse discipline with any type of abuse. Any discipline comes from the canine point of view.、Um, human type of the discipline will have an opposite effect on the dogs. Okay. Okay, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, and、okay. I very you appreciate have, you calling us. Do you have a you, website? You, Yes, it is nine one one dogwizard dot com. Nine one one dogwizard dot com, spelling with Z.、Um, you're ve- you are a very detailed person. I am enjoying talking to the people like you. Good. <laughs> And don't forget, you can email Vlade at Vlade V L A D E at animalradio dot com. No, 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 Vlade at V L D A E at animalradio dot com. No. no, let's start all over. It's v l a d a e at animalradio dot com. Good girl, Judy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my dog. <laughs> exactly, exactly.、Okay. The hell, the the hell.、Uh, he he has become a great dog trainer under my influence. Now he always tell me when I'm good boy. He tells me good boy. He, before he just was telling me at and never said me the good boy. Oh my! <laughs> how how am I behaving today, Hill? Am I doing so far good? You just a good boy. Just a good boy today. That's it. Where, where is my Russian kalbasa? <laughs> kalbasa. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. California's governor has terminated a bill that would fine motorists caught driving with a dog in their laps. Governor Schwarzenegger. In vetoing the bill authored by Republican Assemblyman Bill Mays, said he's signing only those bills that are the highest priority for California, and a lapdog ban isn't one of them. A report on Philadelphia's ASPCA Mission Orange shows progress in adoptions and a reduction in the number of unwanted pets put down at animal shelters. The report data showed an increase in the number of adoptions, lost animals returned to owners, and a decrease in euthanasia. The project began in 2006 when the ASPCA partnered with Philadelphia area animal welfare groups in a drive that helped raise awareness to the plight of animals in shelters. A Casper, Wyoming police officer responded casually Monday to a 911 call about a bothersome cat on a front porch, until he found it was an adult male cougar lounging at the home of Beverly Hood. The officer ducked inside Hood's home and called for backup. A warden from the Wyoming Fish and Game arrived to tranquilize the cougar and safely relocate him. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. It's Animal Radio, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. 
I see, Judy, you've pacified your chihuahua. It's, it's finally asleep. It stopped yapping, yes? Yes, well, she's been pretty quiet. You know, I, I never realized how much they like to burrow. I just kind of get the blanket and just ruffle it up, and she digs her way into a little tunnel, and she goes right to sleep in the studio. Oh, the new studio dog. Uh, the new studio <laughs> stunt dog, I understand. You'll be trying some dog products out on her? Yes, she's our new studio dog, guinea pig, tester, I love whatever. It. Yes. You'll find out all the results at the website at animalradio.com. Let's go to the phones. Hi, who is this? Oh, this is Bill. Hey, Bill. How are you doing? Oh, pretty good. I got a question. Um, I have a umbrella cockatoo, and uh, I have a Moroccan cockatoo. That, well, the, the Moroccan cockatoo I sold to a, a CB shop, Triple T truck stop, and, and uh, there's a CB shop there. And the guy wanted a bird, and I had some birds at home, but only two go with me. And the they, they travel with you? Yes. In your truck? Semi. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and the umbrella, uh, the, the umbrella I raised in, in my truck, and uh, she's real attached to me. I would never let go of her, but Big Bird, I call him, his name. Uh, he's really loud, talks a lot, friendly. Um, everybody likes him, but he is really loud and he needs a, a, an enormous amount of attention. And I mean a lot of attention. <laughs> Makes for a very small cab, I'd imagine. <laughs> oh, yes. And some we've had screaming matches in the truck when I put him in his cage and he wanted out. He would just scream at me and I would just scream back. And we'd have the screaming match and, you know. <laughs> I say, okay, you're not getting out, and you'd scream, ha, 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 you know, like that. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know why I sold him. I think it was one of those days where we had one of those screaming matches, and he's, and the guy says, uh, he, I sold him to him. But anyway, he's he's been there for eight months, and I've been checking on him all the time, calling him every month, and I, I miss the bird terrible. Wish you didn't sell him, huh? Oh, I hated it. When I when I left the truck stop, I go, oh, my God, what did I just do? That bird saved my life one time. Mm. Really? Um, what? How did, you yeah, save so, your, what, how did he save your life? Well, I'm a truck driver. You know, truck drivers, you know, they do things and drive and drive and drive. And it was one of those days where I was driving, driving, driving because the snow was behind me and I wanted to stay, keep it that way. And I was driving, driving, driving in Wyoming, and I started to go to sleep. Oh, no. So I felt myself fading off, and all of a sudden, things just became a blur, and all of a sudden, Big Bird, that's the name of, my, uh, <laughs> <laughs> name of the bird that I sold, and bit me on the ear. Didn't oh. really draw blood, but he Hello. grabbed a hold of my ear, and he pulled my head back and woke me up. Wow. Yeah, he really and, saved your life there. Yes, and I, because he bit that, was clamping down, and I thought, oh, my God, he's grabbed my ear, and I looked up, and I go, oh, my God, what am I doing? I almost went off the road, and so, I just turned the wheel just in time to get it back on the road, and my trailer was swerving a little bit, and the truck was swerving. There was no traffic ahead of me or behind me. It was, it was just pitch dark. Bill, Bill, let me get this straight. You sold the bird that saved your life. That's right. Okay, just wanted to make sure I got this straight. <laughs> Pretty stupid, huh? <laughs> but anyway, that was a few years ago, and when I sold the bird, I go, "What the heck did I just do?" <laughs> so, so I've been you... feeling real, huh? 
heart sick, yeah. Yeah. Have you visited him, or are you just checking, inquiring by phone with him? Well, I visited I visited him um, one time, and he remembered me and come right up to me, and my other little uh, umbrella came right down to him. When they started talking, we all started talking. We was like a family again, right? Well, the guy, uh-huh. he acted like he wasn't going to sell him back to me because we had this agreement. If he didn't want the bird, he'd have to sell him back to me. So okay. I said, okay. So I, that's what I've been hoping. So I called him back last week, and he said, uh, he said, can you, well, he, he says this to the fact, he says, I love the bird to death. He's just, I, I he says, I just love the bird. He talks, he's friendly, but he says he's driving my neighbors nuts, and he's screaming and screaming and screaming, and he says, I think he wants to be back with you or something. I, he's asked me if I want him back, and I said, oh, of course. When? <laughs> yeah. Well, he sounds, he sounds like he's one of those exuberant children who um, are very loud, boisterous, but once they're out of your life that you kind of say, gosh, it's so quiet without Johnny here. And uh, so are you looking at getting him back then? Yes. Uh, yes, I'm going, I'm driving down, I'm trying to get over there close by Tucson to pick him up. And the guy called me the other day, and he says, are you are you coming? I said, oh, yeah, you bet. I got his cage in his truck, and I got a different truck now. So it's all modified for him because he'll eat your truck if you don't modify it. <laughs> 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 I, got a, I got a different truck now, so I, I hope he likes it. But anyway, I got a question. Uh, do you think – well, I got two questions. One, every time I, I, I bring food in the truck – I I love hot dogs, and every time I get in there, Big Bird wants my hot dog. He'll fight me over it. <laughs> he sees me eating a hot dog. He'll fight me over it. And my uh-huh. my and my umbrella never used to like hot dogs, but when I sold Big Bird, now he likes hot dogs. So every time I go in there, he wants my hot dog. Uh, this came about one time when I left the hot dog on a dash when I went to fuel, and I went back <laughs> in my truck, and he was eating my hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> He was eating one end, and the other bird was eating one end, and I just cut it in half and just go at it. So is that, is that safe for them? Well, hot dogs are certainly probably not one of the, the favored health foods for people, and it would probably be the same for birds. But, you know what, they can certainly eat a lot of things that we do. And I think what you're describing is there's a lot of social eating when we have birds. And um, part of the fun is sharing the food that the human eats as well. So in a small amount, I don't see a problem with him having a hot dog. Um, you know, it's certainly a little bit high in some fat-type substances that we probably wouldn't want him to have as a regular basis. But, you know, for a treat here and there, if he enjoys it, it's part of your social bonding, I'm all for it. And and I would be very happy to hear him back in your life, um, as loud as he might be. Um, but, you know, especially if he thrives in that kind of um, the traveling environment and being in the cab with you, um, I, I'm, I'm very happy for you, and, and I, I hope that works out for you guys. Do you think I'm going to have a problem with him getting me back? It, because it's been eight months. you think he's going to be okay? Because so you- see, see, one time I left him out of my truck because my wife wanted to keep him at home for a while. And then my wife couldn't handle him. Then I put him back in the truck, and then we had a problem for a while. But now it's been eight months. You think I'm going to be okay? He's going to be all right? <laughs> no, I-, I wanted to ask you, do you travel with both birds in the truck at the same time, or do you alternate? They both go with me. Um, 
at the same time. What, uh, Big Bird has his own perch on the passenger side. There's a seat I rigged up, and it's got a little um, perch there for him. And 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 my wife says he's going to fall off of there, and which he does. If when I slow down, I got a little bell there, and he grabs on the little bell with his. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to see the picture of your cab because yeah. it sounds like this is the most bird-friendly traveling arrangement that you could have. And as long as you have some supports where he's able to kind of hold on if there's a shift in, in movement. But most birds are pretty good about grasping, especially if they're, um, you know, they're uh, they're well groomed. Um, and as far as your concerns for him, like I guess you know, if you're concerned about him recognizing or fitting into the family situation, from what you've described when he's recognized you and your other bird when you visited, you know, there's going to be a little bit of acclimation um, in readjusting to the situation, but it certainly sounds like he thrived in that situation. He was excited when he saw you uh, visiting, and and I would say um, I I would be there with open arms and just be ready for and getting your buddy back and, uh, you know, give him a little little extra space. You know, he might not fall back into the same routines quite as he did before, um, but I think with time getting back to the routine, you know, he'll, he'll find his place, and and I think you're going to be very happy. So thank oh, yeah. you, and I, I wish you good luck here, Bill. Um, we'll be anxious to hear how he adapts and gets going uh, back on the road. This is Dr. Debbie, Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hi, this is Jenna Fisher on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. Hi, I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio. Just this week, my brother's cat got up on the table and rearranged the dried flower centerpiece. Her ability to jump higher is thanks to Flex Pet. It's the most effective and comprehensive joint formula for improved mobility, the only one with CM8, and it works for both cats and dogs. In fact, Flex Pet has a money-back guarantee, the best one in the industry. Flex Pet is so confident that you will see improvement in your pet's mobility, they're offering an unconditional three-bottle guarantee. No time limit like others who require 30, 60, or 90 days to return. And right now, you can buy two and get one free. Ask about the special. Call 1-800-AND-PAIN. That's 1-800-363-7246. Call Flex Pet now. You won't forget the phone number. It's 1-800-AND-PAIN. I'm Bobby Hill from Animal Radio, and I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't believe in it. FlexPet, 1-800-AND-PAIN. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Hi, it's me, Brinkley, the Bernese Mountain Dog and CEO and founder of Brinkley Books Incorporated. Why don't you come visit my website, www.brinkleybooks.com. Be my friends and spend a day in the life of Brinkley. Order a copy of my first book, The Tales of Brinkley, The Burner, the beginning of which I will personally potograph. More tales are coming this year. Give it of the heart. And remember, think brink. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. 
To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Uh, If you saw the news this week, maybe you heard about the Paris Hilton law that Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger... Watsonega? He vetoed it. Really? Yes, he, he did. I'm surprised. Reason being, it's not the highest priority for California, he says. And I'll tell you, there's a big budget crisis with California. It may not be the highest priority, but, but it is sure. Yeah, it should be up there with the rest of them. Just like the cell phones, which mm-hmm. just came into law. I still see everybody with cell phones. It's not like you're going to see anybody taking their dogs off their off their lap, driving around with them. But they can be very distracting. Do you drive with your chihuahua? I do, but not on my lap. Uh, she has a special little seat that she has to stay in. She'll sit on the passenger seat if I'm by myself. Does she, does she like going out with you? She does. She likes going for car rides. Okay. Phones are ringing. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? Hey, it's Brian. How are you? Hey, Brian. How are you doing? Good. Um, uh, it's better be quick. It's uh, costing me a lot of money. I'm calling from Australia. Yes. <laughs> you listen to Australia? Yeah, look, occasionally we do. I, and I just what what happened was I um, I was listening to your your story about uh, the well, actually I got a news item about the Arnold Schwarzenegger changing the laws there or not changing the laws about dogs in cars. And I'm pretty disgusted, really, because I mean it's just as bad, just as dangerous having a dog you know on your lap while you're driving as it is having a, a mobile phone or smoking or eating or shaving. Now you said where where did you say you were from? From, from Australia. Okay, now do you have any laws like that there in Australia? We certainly do. In fact, before I gave you a call, I, I, I looked up a few of them. And in one state, you can actually get fined $50,000, Australian dollars, and go to jail for five years. Not so much for having uh, a dog on your, your lap while you're driving. Uh, we have uh, what they call utes over here. I guess you call them pickups. Yes. And um, a, a lot of working dogs on the back, and they've got to be they've got to be restrained in a way that that you know doesn't potentially cause them any any danger. Um, but having having a dog on your lap, if the dog sees a cat or something on the other side of the road and suddenly starts barking and carrying on, I mean you know you're going to have an accident. Well, yeah, and if you're eating food, your dog's trying to eat it, so you're really busy there driving down the road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a Bluetooth won't solve this problem. You can't Bluetooth the uh, the dog. Like you no, can with the phones. I, I guess. I guess not. I, I just think it's really crazy because um, uh, you know I think uh, the Governor Arnie is um, is an animal lover, as far as I know. He's got some dogs, hasn't he? I think he has a couple of dogs. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I just wonder. You know, would you? Would everybody like to see the governor driving down uh, Sunset Boulevard or wherever it is? You know, with with his dogs on his laps and he's waving out. You know, what's he going to say? You know, dogs in the back, in the back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. I know we have a lot of driver listeners, truck drivers that drive with their animals. Uh, do you think there should be such a law? Would you Would you have to restrain your animals, put them in a crate when you get to California? Let us know what you think. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Once again, Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger has vetoed a bill to fine motors $35 for sharing the driver's seat with lap dogs or other animals. Call us now. Let us know what you think.
You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hello, this is Don DeLuise, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Love your pets. They'll always love you back. This portion of Animal Radio brought to you by Flexin. Eliminate joint pain from your pet's life at FlexPet.com. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Sniffer dogs trained in Ireland are now sniffing out black market bootleg DVDs. Illegal DVDs are a multi-million dollar industry often being sold online or on street corners. Recently, the dogs visited Malaysia, where they found $1.7 million worth of illegal DVDs. The dogs are able to detect the plastics used in the DVDs, and they're trained to calmly stare in the direction of the plastic smell. Afterwards, they're rewarded with their favorite toy. The dogs seem to love their work, and hopefully all this hard work will be reflected in lower popcorn prices at the movies. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Now, I've been waiting the whole show for this. Vlad teased at the beginning of the show. He's talking about how... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you had a great tease, that's for sure. Okay, okay, that's enough. That's okay. Let me take a charge. I gotta tell you something. You know, uh, my tease was. See, sometimes people ask me, "Bloody, why just you can't stick with the dogs?" I cannot. You know why? Because uh, people learn by the vi- visualizations. I mean, I bring the great examples, and those examples people can relate. Uh, we all the dogs, and uh, you know, and that is why, for me, I have uh, the same motivations when my dog Mika has. Let's say, why I don't want you ask me what is so common? I said, what is so common between me not willing, not willing to cheat on my wife, and my Mika not willing to chase the squirrel? Mm. You know, two sim- two the same things. Number one, both of us, both of us, wants to avoid certain things and both of us wants to get certain things by not doing that now let me ask you ask me please Ahel, why i am not cheating on my wife and and of course you're gonna ask me because you probably love her well no yes? I, I think you have a very beautiful wife she's in newport beach california right now and she's uh, around a lot of very handsome and very attractive men and she's been there uh, for five months without you so I'm exactly. wondering, yeah, you know, it's it's a, to me it sounds a little fishy, but I want to know why is it why is it uh, no one's cheating there? You know why? Uh, I can speak for myself, and uh, she probably can speak for herself as well. Uh, not every wife has a so handsome husband, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My mom always keep telling me I'm not going to die for one simple thing for self modesty, but you know, uh, one thing why I. Number one, because I want something to get by not cheating to my wife. What I want to get? I want to get her love and and affection. Mm. Now, but that would not enough for me. Just you know, not cheating on my wife. Love is a lot, but it's not enough. I have to have another break on another side of the of the scale. What those breaks are? And tell you very honestly, um, I afraid uh, consequences. 
I afraid um, sin because for me it's sin. I'm a, a kind of religion person. I don't want to create any sins. And number two, because I heard that hell is not hell is not really good nice place to be. I guess. And number two, I don't want to get the AIDS. Sure. Ah, uh-huh. Yes, because Russian government told us before we migrated, uh, we, you guys have a lot of AIDS cases here. So. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> Sounds like a scare tactic there. It yeah, is, that yeah. is. It is. So that's the two things which I would like to avoid. So that in combination between love to get and avoidance consequences is a huge for me stopper for not willing to cheat on my wife. Now, let's talk about the doctrining for one sec. Why my, do you sincerely believe my love will help will will the Mika will think about my love uh, before they make the decisions not chasing the squirrel? No. No. Of course not. So the Mika wants to also avoid the consequences of chasing that squirrel. I would like to tell you so that people would not really feel badly about because now we, we probably start to talk about if the fear is the great motivator or not. But I tell you very honestly, Judy, you said to me you're the great, when we were talking with you before, you said to me you're the great driver. Do uh-huh. you know how many times the people are speeding a lot? You know why? Because the consequence of speeding is not so obvious. Right. But show me how many times people crossing the traffic light on the red light. Not too often. No. Because the uh-uh. consequences will be very dramatic and would be immediate. Yes. So if the people really fear of the vehicle, of the traffic light, no. They fear of the consequences. So those consequences emotionally mm-hmm. detached from the vehicle, emotionally detached from the traffic light. So the same thing is so. If the dog doesn't come to you, people need to correct the dog. The dog knows, hey, if I don't do that, something will happen. And and that's going to be great stopper. But if I will obey the owner, I'm going to get the love and affection. So based on that, let me tell you something. What is the one of the most biggest secret I ever apply on the dog training? It's based on the physics law of synergy and repulsion of opposites. People, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to achieve, you need to apply two exactly opposite things at the same time. For instance, the dog does something bad, saying the dog no, and then the dog does something good, saying the dog good, good, good girl. Mm-hmm. So no or good girl, good boy will have the same effect like uh, giving the shot to the dead, to the dead dog. It have, will have <laughs> no effect. But if your dog does something bad and you ah make pet com- uh, um, uh, convincer using uh, pet convincer, shaking cans, uh, using um, whatever leash corrections, and on other side, if the dog does something good, you say, good girl, and give piece of American cheese or Russian kalbasa. So that's going to be great motivation. It's like, Judy, if, if I'm an insurance company, I will tell you, listen, Judy, if you will not, if you will bring the ticket, just one ticket, I'm going to increase uh, the value of your insurance increase the premium excuse me of your insurance in two times mm-hmm. but if you don't i will cut it in two times that's the same thing ah, that is the same things okay so that's what that's what i would like to share with you and uh if you have any questions with you on ruler dog please give us a call at 1-866-405-8405 this is the vladi from animal radio <laughs>
is Animal Radio Network. Network.